Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and we're going to preview the SEC basketball tournament tipping off on Wednesday, and it's going to be a great time. We are presented by PlayUp Sportsbook. That's playup.com, your one-stop shop for all your sports betting needs. Head on over to playup.com, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. My best bet is being on the line and talking a little sports with my soon-to-be-very-new neighbor. Please welcome Ambrose to the show. What's up, brother? Phil, great to be here again, buddy. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, you're, you're, you're heading my way. Yes, I am. And I, 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 yeah, you got to look out for the old guy. Exactly, no problem. <laughs> and I know that already. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. It's going to be so much fun. Yes. Just like talking about this basketball tournament, the SEC conference. Mm-hmm. The conference tournaments are fun. They're not exactly as, I guess, how I put it, is uh, easily to bet on and say maybe the NCAA big dance. Mm-hmm. But there's value to be had if you know where to look, right? Absolutely. So in regards to this SEC championship, one thing uh, I hope all, all all betters realize is that we got a different venue location for this championship this year. And what's, where will that be? Well, it's going to be in Tampa. So normally this was in Nashville, but since this is in Tampa, um, that's uh, that's going to probably mean uh, since we have crowds, that's going to probably be uh, you know a little bit of a detriment to teams like Tennessee and Kentucky. That's that's a very good point. Yeah, very robust crowds down there, especially when they're mm-hmm. playing Kentucky. Exactly, and Tennessee, right? Especially yeah, foot- so- and football too, right? Exactly. So the yeah, so the SEC championship uh, uh, conference tournament is in um, is in Tampa this year, and we're looking forward to that for yeah. sure. So, like when you look at these conferences, and you've been betting these things a while, like I have, mm-hmm. what when you see them, there's a lot of people. Let's face it, there are people out there who are just new to sports betting. They they might not be new to college hoops or the tournaments, mm-hmm. but new to sports betting. And I thought what we would do before we preview the SEC, maybe look at Wednesday's games, talk about some of the tips that possibly could help our listeners. And one of the big ones is that these games are played on a neutral court. Mm-hmm. And I always like unders in neutral courts, especially the first couple oh. games. Well, not just unders. Um, if, if you've been uh, a, a, a sports gambler for years in regards to conference championship, it's, it's known throughout the gambling community that if you were to go ahead and flat bet all the conference championship games to go under the total. If you get the early line, that in general is a winning proposition. That's right. You know, one of the things yes. I tell people, Ambrose, is this. 
I say, you know, when in tennis, for me anyway, I always played in a different place every week. And on Mondays was hard because it was a brand new environment. You didn't really, you only knew the players, but it was different. Everything was different. The courts were different. The crowds were different. They were situated mm-hmm. differently. And I would imagine that be the same thing for college basketball players. And, and that's why I generally stay away from the from playing over and, and exceed, looking for games to exceed the total. Instead, I'm looking for value under. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, for anyone that played basketball, and uh, I played competitive basketball um, I, 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 high school, um, in college, um, where I went to school, we had a very competitive and this is going to feed into what we're talking about. We had a very competitive intramural basketball team to the point where we would be playing at the Coliseum where the university played. The one thing I can tell you, when you're out on those giant, um, it, when you're in those giant venues, um, it just like the tournament, it's all about sight lines. Shooters shoot the ball really well when they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you'll see some of these teams will struggle in regards to being in such a large new venue, like for example, even though we're talking about the SEC, Madison Square Garden is a notorious venue for unders. Oh yes, it is. It, yeah, the Big East tournament every year you just hit the under. Exactly because and and there, there's a reason for that. It's the sight lines that the shooters have, and sometimes when you're running up and down the court in some of these venues, it's difficult for the shooters to actually pick up on the rim. Right. The rim, the rim will actually get lost in the background. You know what? I've heard that too. Um, Anthony Mason told me the very first time that he played in the Garden, and this was in college, or I think it was in high school when he was at Springfield Gardens. He said he almost uh, pooped his pants. He said, first of all, I'm a kid, and and I'm playing in a place where I watch the greats play. Mm -hmm. And that's daunting for some of these young guys, especially guys from New York. But yeah, and this venue is going to be interesting too because it's going to be full. I mean, yeah. some of the schools didn't have full uh, attendance because of right. COVID. But down in Florida, it's all systems go. Exactly. And that could be interesting. You and know, I talk I talk about this all the time to my tennis students. I say it's hard to beat somebody three times in a row. Yes. Just hard. And, and that's what I look for. I look for t- underdogs in good spots yes. playing against the team for the third time, especially if they covered one of those two times. Absolutely. So, so Phil, the reason why you, you have an under is, you know, the old expression, shoot or shoot. So yes. you've got shooters that are continually are going to chuck it from the outside. And meanwhile, because in their mind, they're going to get out of this slump. But it's hard to go ahead and make the basket when, when you're having a hard time finding the rim with depth perception and, and the sight line. So, um, and the flip side of that argument is, during the tournament, if you're looking for maybe something to pick up on from a gambling perspective, if you have a team that is shooting much better from the outside in the conference tournament than you're used to seeing in the regular season, that might be a good indication to hop on that team and ride them a little bit, especially if they're catching points uh, throughout. Because um, it's it, it might not be an aberration. It might be like, wow, this particular player in this particular venue is dialed in. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. And, and the most important thing is you have to watch these games. Yes. You have to. It's, you know, I think you can get away with it during the regular season to mm-hmm. miss a couple games or not pay that close attention. Mm-hmm. You know, the teams are who they are. But this is different because you've got teams like Florida, for example, who are on the bubble and need this. 
they need a big showing in this event. Yep. Texas A&M, they have an outside chance to make it, but they also need a big showing. Yes. Teams like Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, more than likely their spot is already sealed. And, and I mean, as far as seating goes in the big dance, they're in already. Yep. Their their motivation may be to stay healthy, to not make too many crazy moves and get hurt. But this is going to be a mind-blowing tournament. Do you have any other uh, tips for folks? You probably have look, about 200. I do. I do. Oh, and, I, you know, that's the thing. You, you have to condense some of the stuff that you're looking at to make it manageable in regards to trying to find something that jumps out of the page. So I pay attention to – I like to bet on underdogs that are very good at rebounding compared to their opponent um, and, ver- and very good um, – a team average uh, for free throw percentage is usually up near the top. And here's something else that I pay attention to, and I'm going to tell you who I like in the SEC uh, tournament. I'm going to take a little stab at Arkansas, and the reason why I like them is are they are third in the nation in free throw attempts per game. Yes. They know how now, to get to the line. That's crazy. Now, now, follow me when I say this, Phil. So they're third in the nation in free throw attempts per game. That tells me that the SEC referees like rewarding them and sending them to the charity stripe. However, that particular stat will actually maybe make me fade them once the NCAA tournament starts because SEC officials won't be doing their games. See, now that's a great, that is a great piece of advice. The officiating is so much different conference mm-hmm. to conference. If you watch enough college basketball, you already know that. Yes. But if you don't, you're in for some interesting things, you know, especially when the big dance comes. Uh, like yeah. Ambrose said, the conference tournaments, that's one thing. They have this, they have familiar officiating, but not in the big dance. You might get some D2 refs out there who are top-notch, yep. but, you know, they uh, may not be as favorable to these teams as maybe their uh, local officials will be. And that's a very good piece of advice. I haven't heard that one much, if at all. Yeah. And that's awesome. I so would, I'm, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to give you another example of so I like to follow the hot shooters. So I'm, now, even though we're going to step outside the SEC, I'm going to go ahead and give you a couple of examples. I'll pay attention to guys coming off the bench. So if you have like last year in the tournament when Michigan made the run, the reserves coming in off the bench for Michigan were dialed in. They were playing well. That is, you you want to ride that. Um, a couple of years ago with Villanova, DiVincenzo, who's now in the NBA. Remember, he wasn't a starter. No. That guy was coming in off the bench in those two games at that venue, and he was dialed in. He couldn't miss. Yep. That's so, crazy. Yes. So from a betting perspective, it, follow the shooter. Bet the shooter. If the shooters are coming in and they're hot at that venue, you want to ride that. Especially the guys coming off the bench. Correct. You know, there's a very good website for that. And uh, that would be KenPalm.com. Mm-hmm. Now, they still carry you through all the way if the teams are in there. Um, I don't think they make, they have great neutral court information on that site, but they also have things like pace, how teams defend in their conference. You can do yep. it overall, you can do it conference wise. I can't suggest enough to get that because you're going to find out some stuff about benches and benches matter. You know, the other thing I tell people to go along with that is so does experience. 
inexperienced yes. teams, especially early in the tournament before mm-hmm. they get their feet settled. I'm not talking about these super frosh who played in these kind of situations in AAU. I'm talking about the average college basketball player. When he gets into these situations, you know, you're looking for energy, but the experience matters. Absolutely. I mean, look at North Dakota last year. Was it North Dakota or North Dakota State? They they barely, barely lost to Oral Roberts in the conference final. But that was a heck of a team, and they returned all their starters back. That's another thing, is to pay attention to how many teams brought their starters back from last year. Right. There's a chip on your shoulder. That's where it's going to come out in that NC2A tournament, I think. I agree. I think this is great. So what what else you got? Because I know you got a list. Well, like, um, well, so free throws and rebounding to me are huge stats um, in, in regards. Now, in, in the conference tournament, like I said, if a dog has, a, has an early round upset, I'm going to look to maybe um, play that dog again in their next matchup in the tournament. However, once we get to the conference championships, um, if the, those spreads usually favor the favorite. So if you have a short price favorite, like for example, if, uh, if Auburn were to be the, make it to the championship game against a halfway decent team, I usually will go ahead and take the favorite in the championship game. It's just doing this for a long time. Uh, favorites usually hold to form in the championship game. Now in the smaller schools, um, the pressure on getting to that NCAA tournament, knowing you have to win that conference tournament, Phil, that pressure gets those guys, and those guys get tight. That's why the under comes into play. That's exactly right. That is good stuff. You know, we discovered something last year, right at the beginning of the NCAA tournament, and we had a great run, Scott Fiedler and I, mm-hmm. and that's points off turnovers. It, these yeah. teams, you're, you're, especially in the big dance, when they're playing teams they've never played before, there are nerves, like Ambrose said. And turnover rates, a team that already has a ridiculously high turnover rate, say, for example, Georgia, who we'll be talking about in a minute, mm-hmm. they're going to have trouble, especially when they're up against like a Vanderbilt defense is 38th in, in uh, yeah. forcing turnovers. And averaging almost 14 points per game off right. their opponent's turnovers. That's a lot. It and, is. And when you start seeing stuff like that as a player, you're you're either happy because you're killing them or unhappy and you're going to be even more tighter. And that tightness is going to last. And it's a horrible feeling to be outmanned and outgunned and can't get the ball over the half-court line. So I always pay attention to the points off turnovers. What else you got for us? Well, in regards to uh, since March Madness and after we get out of the conference tournaments uh, into the NCAA March Madness, I'm a big believer. I bet the coaches. Yep. So um, for years, it, you know, the the same coaches win, the same coaches lose. Um, and sitting down with a basketball expert um, a couple years ago um, and listening to, you know, people that have been doing this a little bit longer than me, it's all about that, that one day turnaround. Certain coaching staffs are much better at preparing those kids for that one-day turnaround. Okay, obviously you want to win the first game. After you win that first game, you have one day to prepare for the next game. And teams like Villanova, Michigan State, Calvin Sampson, Beard, those guys are very good at getting their teams 
ready on, on one day notice to advance because that's what it's all about. It's all about advancing. And then the flip side, fade coaches that have a proven history of not being successful in that situation. And I'll, I'm going to give you a couple of them. Jamie Dixon, um, when he was at Pitt, wasn't really all that successful. Um, and, uh, man, do I miss him as a coach, even though he's not there anymore. Fading John Thompson's son, John Thompson Jr., when he was with Georgetown, I remember specifically they were terrible. Uh, they were usually favored. So there are certain um, – certain, the same coaches win, the same coaches lose. Always the case, isn't it? You know, yeah. Jawan Howard, look what he did with that Michigan team last year. Exactly. He knows how to get up for it. He knows how to prepare for back-to-backs. He spent 20 years and plus in the yes. NBA doing those things. And that's the other thing. That's a great point you made. Pay attention to the coaches. The officials, uh, yes, you do. But coaches, mm-hmm. absolutely you have to. And one thing I tell people, and this goes from conference tournaments to the big dance, is injured players missing during the regular season. I'm going to give you an example of oh, yeah. one. Uh, LSU, they were, uh, they're a team that I'm very high on to make a move. And I'm going to tell you why. I know their record. People say, oh, it's not so good. But they were 2-6 and six without Xavier Pinson Great. at 19-4 and four with him. And one of the things that you have to understand is Pinson might not be their best player. I don't think he is. But he's a glue guy who provides leadership he makes the play he needs to make, and he's an important part of that team, and especially on the defensive end. And, and a lot of those losses probably could have been avoided had it not have been for him being injured. So you want to pay attention to these teams. People say, oh, they went 2-6 and six during a stretch. Look and see who played in those games and put that together when you're going to do that. You have a whole week, or in this case, a couple of days. Yeah. But, but that's what I like to do. You got anything else before we take a look at this SEC? No. I mean, let's dive right into the SEC. Um, let's go right into it. I already mentioned earlier, I'm a little bit, um, I'm, I'm high on, on, on Arkansas in the tournament. Um, they're going to be my, uh, my uh, I'm actually going to maybe do a, a future wager on them to, to win the tournament. Okay. And why do you like Arkansas so much? Well, they're third in the nation in free throw attempts per game. Um, I kind of read in between that stat a little bit. So the you know the referees put them to the line. Um, the game it's in it's in Tampa, and uh, and their coach has showed me a lot last year when in in the NCAA tournament with their little run. So in in tournament play, I like their coach. That's why I'm, I'm going to sort of go with them. I like Auburn. Obviously, they're the favorite. And uh, I'm not so high on 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 Tennessee this year. Okay, because you know what? That's interesting that you say that because I think Tennessee is going to win the SEC tournament. There you go. I think so. And, and this is why. Because that defense is not bad. And, in fact, they're pretty good. Kempon ranks them over, I think, let me see. I'm sorry. They rank them third in the nation in defense of efficiency. And I like the way this team is playing. They're, they're coming into this tournament hot. They knocked off Arkansas. Okay, it was at home. Georgia wasn't a big win. But they knocked off Auburn, and they beat Missouri. They lost to Arkansas to start that four-game run. Yes. So, you know, I kind of like this team because I like defenses, especially in neutral courts. I really like them a lot. They get to the line so-so, but their offensive rebounding is very good. 
and I think I like the way they shoot the ball too. I think they could pull off a pull off a surprise here. And I think if I were going to bet on this one, I would bet Tennessee to go at plus. I think it's plus three thirty or something. Okay. Yeah, plus three thirty. Arkansas right. is plus seven fifty. Yeah, that's not a bad call right there. Yep. That way, hey, uh, is is um is Barnes still the coach at Tennessee? He yes, is, right? he is. He's another one that doesn't win the big ones, right? It's funny because you would think here's a little uh, uh, tidbit for you. Um, coach Barnes was actually my coach at basketball camp when I was a kid growing up in Virginia. Well, there you go. Yeah, real. He was a real good guy. Yeah, I think he still is. I I think yeah. he has issues with other coaches because yeah. probably because they're jealous. Yeah, he's got a nice deal there, right? Yeah. So I was at the uh, George Mason basketball camp in Fairfax, Virginia, back in the day, and Coach Rick Barnes was uh was one of the coaches at the camp. Great guy. And, and, so, but but it's not great enough for you to take Tennessee. You took Arkansas. I like Arkansas. I um, do too, in a way. I like them a lot too. Yeah, they're they're tough. And, and the thing is, is they're not like an automatic favorite. Right. And I think they'll probably feel a little slighted about that. I know yeah. I would be. And uh, that might propel them to some big heights. Yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee is going to be consistent. They're going to, like I said, they're going to shoot the ball. They don't play very fast. Their turnover rate is a little bit concerning, but I think they have enough experience to get the job done. We'll have to wait and see. But we got a couple of games on Wednesday. Missouri's taking on Miss Ole Miss. Yeah. Missouri's a three and a half point away. Well, uh, underdog. <laughs> Right. And it's 132.5 is the total. You got anything for this one? I do not. Not not for the early rounds, but uh, I'll be I'll be watching. And, um, you know, if anyone shoots uh, lights out, either one of those teams, I'm going to be circling that and taking a look at what the point spread is the next game. Well, that's exactly how you want to look at that, too, because yeah. these two teams aren't probably going anywhere. They might get a, a, a postseason bid somewhere. Mm-hmm. But Arkansas, or I'm sorry, Ole Miss lost to this team just the other day. Yeah. And, and Missouri, Missouri hasn't exactly lit the world on fire mm-hmm. this year. They're not so good. But that's a low number, I think, in it a way. Is. They might, Ole Miss is a better team, right? Did I miss something? Because no, that seems like anything. a strange number to me. Yeah. Phil, when we were talking about sightlines, do you remember that famous uh, championship game between Duke and Butler? Remember how bad the shooting was in that game? I, I think I do. What, what year was that? Uh, I'm trying to remember, but I, I just remember. If it was uh, be, after 2002, it was tough because I was in Greece and the time yeah. zone was a killer. So they were they were basically playing the championship game in a football stadium. And, of course, you couldn't find the rim. The shooting was abysmal. And then, um, and then they adjusted the uh, – the, the total, obviously, based on what was going on. And it still went, not only did they not shoot well in the first half, they even shot worse in the second half. So um, paying attention to these venues is key in regards to um, not just the conference championships, but especially in March Madness. Yeah, venues do matter. The bigger the arena, the tougher it yeah. is to play. Yeah. It's the same for tennis. If you're playing tennis, it's the same thing. Big arenas, yep. you know, everything isn't as close. You know, you play some tournaments where you're right on top of each other almost. Yep. And you get into one of those solo shots and you're in big trouble. But this is going to be a great event. Now, with Florida on the bubble, do you have any love for this team? I do. I do. And I think playing down there in that venue might help them. 
Well, yeah, they have some home crowd, home yeah, cooking, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. With the gas so, prices today, who's going to be driving anywhere? Those, <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, seriously, they, yeah. you know, there were times, because this is also spring break, or at least it's beginning, I guess. And uh, you might see some people down there, but I don't know if they're going to be driving down there. <laughs> right. <laughs> no Ubers for these college kids. They're saving their money for other things. But I like Florida, and I think Florida has a decent team. I'm not sure if it's a great team, but they really, really need a strong run in this event because if they don't, they're going to miss out. And that's a pity because they've had a halfway decent season, I think. And I think it, it's going to come down to this one. And let me see, who are they playing first? Do, do they have an actual play, a team? Oh, they play Texas A&M right off the bat on Thursday. Yeah. That might be interesting. Now, I don't have any lines for that for you, but that will be an interesting game on Thursday morning. Noon, I'm sorry. It'll be noon Eastern, 9, 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, Texas A&M. This, see, this is a crazy game, this game three. Because you have one team on the bubble, Florida, and Texas A&M who needs who yep. needs to win this one. If they don't win this game, they don't have a big dance in their life. Right. That's over. They'll, they'll be in the NIT probably. Do they have any chance? Does Texas A&M, you think, have any kind of chance? They, I think they have a little bit of a chance. I do. I do. I'm looking at, um, uh, at some stats here. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to like, I fell. I pay attention to to free throw attempts in regards to the conference and and, and the league. So, um, Arkansas is at the top. Uh, Texas A and M, I believe, has a chance. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays. That Alabama shoots a lot of foul shots. So the reason why I think that's important is look, the whole we had the whole season to take a look at, and referees are biased. They are, especially inside the conference. So I think things will tend to sort of hold the pattern. And in these venues, foul shots matter. Teams that get to the line, that's a way to um, stay in the game, especially if you're a dog. That's exactly right. Now, one thing about this Arkansas team, but now that we're going back to that, mm-hmm. they're 14-2 and two since January 12th. Yes, they're hot. That's another reason why I like them. And they, the only losses were to Alabama and Tennessee, and those are not uh, not mm-hmm. a big. You know what? Those are that's not easy to beat those teams. Right. But they knocked off Auburn, and they knocked off LSU, and let me see who else did they knock off? They knocked off Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, LSU again. They beaten LSU twice. Keep an eye, keep an eye on that one. The Arkansas yep. LSU, if that ever comes out. Because that could be interesting. That might go into my uh, to one of my things. Is it's hard to beat a team three times, especially if they've covered at least once. It is. It's really hard to beat the same person three times. So what now? Vanderbilt and Georgia also play on Wednesday night. You got any ideas about that one? Um, I I I kind of like Vanderbilt and, and the team they have in that situation. Okay. They I have do. a nice team. Yeah, so I've watched them play a couple of times this year. Um, like I said, in re- but you know, in the, the SEC turn the, those guys at the SEC, it's top heavy at the top with Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky. Um, but you know, it's 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 
going to be interesting to see how this plays out. It really is. It really will be. And this is just a precursor. And one of the things that I always stress is bankroll management matters more in these events, this one now, than it does in the big dance. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you've got a lot of different options. And you, it's easy to go crazy. These numbers are set up for you to do just that. And so you want to make sure you're not uh, going hog wild on Thursday mm-hmm. the 10th right? and be broke by the time the tournament comes because I know lots of guys who've done that. I did that yeah. way back in the day, and I had to learn my lesson. It's hard. But how many games, for example, this during these uh, just the conference tournaments, how many games do you actually involve yourself in? Because you do low-volume stuff. If you had to kind of give an average, what would that be? Well, throughout the entire tournament, uh, for me, I would probably have anywhere between three and four plays for the entire tournament. That's it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. For for yeah. And that's all the conference tournaments combined? No, no, that's just for the SEC. Just three? Yep. Out of 21 and, games. And here's the thing. I, I, I'm not going to go ahead and force anything. So um, the SEC, I paid a lot of attention to uh, the SEC uh, league this year, uh, watching games, watching tapes of games. Um, I, I, I avoided the ACC this year. I didn't really like I, their brand of basketball. Um, I watched some Big Ten. Um, but you're going to laugh. So I, I watched a lot of the um, Gonzaga and St. Mary's games this year. I won't laugh at that. Yeah, and um, one thing, you know, it is St. Mary's is a very intriguing team. They are. Uh, that, that that pace of play, they play very slow. Um, but that, it, it's funny, it that pace is going to get to uh, some teams in the tournament. Um, if they're making their shots, it's going to frustrate some teams, so... St. Uh, St. Mary's, they did impress me. Obviously, I saw them uh, beat Gonzaga uh, a, a week ago um, in the regular season. So I watched some Gonzaga, St. Mary's games, and a lot of the SEC. Um, I, I, I'm high on the Arkansas coach. I think he's a good coach. Um, I liked his ability to go ahead and get his team his teams ready last year. So um, I'm going to uh, – Calipari, obviously – He's no. Um, he's been around a long time. He knows how to get his boys ready in the tournament. So even if Kentucky were to falter in the SEC champion uh, in the SEC conference tournament, um, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to how to get his teams ready on short notice. Especially Phil, he knows how to get his players, and a lot of his players don't have much experience because it's it's an open door with his. He has you know guys coming in one year, they leave for the NBA, so. Uh, once it once the tournament comes out, the March Madness tournament, a lot of it has to do with where the teams are aligned in the bracket. So Kalapari is I'm high on him as a coach. Mm-hmm. And of course, my favorite coach to bet on the tournament is an Izzo. Okay, it's the Villanova coach. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, Jay Wright's the best. He is. Well, he's one of them anyway. Yeah. My friend Scott, who comes on the show here on Fridays, he coached Division One basketball and played Division One. And he says he loves Tom Izzo, but yeah. he also loves Jay Wright. You know, these guys are so well prepared mm-hmm. and they're great educators too. And that's one thing. If you're watching the conference tournaments with an eye towards your college basketball, the big dance is like we like to call it. 
pay attention to what goes on during the timeouts. Yes. If those kids aren't if those kids aren't giving their coach their full attention, mm-hmm. something is not right and you want to stay away from that team. Most times in college you'll see the players all look at their coach without back yeah. and forth eye contact because the coach has the hammer in most mm-hmm. cases, but not all cases in college. So pay attention to those little things, body language coming out of a yeah. timeout, little things like that. Do you live bet any of these? You don't do that, do you? No. However, okay. I do have an interesting little um, thing that I noticed by paying attention to uh, not so much Twitter, but VSIN. So VSIN noticed this uh, last year. So let's let's think about this for a second. So you have a bunch of uh, people that are putting their heavy favorite into, let's say, their three-team money line parlay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a heavy favorite. So for any live betters out there, you will get value if the underdog is winning with like maybe, I'd say eight nine. Minutes ago in the game, so the the term I'm going to use use is pay attention to the in-game odds because many times you're not getting true odds on what that um, money line favorite should be, and that happened in the tournament last year. And as a matter of fact, it happened in the um in the championship game last year between Baylor and Gonzaga. Right, it did. Yeah, that's right. And we hit that. Scotty and I hit that on Baylor. We yeah. got sucked into the Gonzaga thing. And if you want to talk about Gonzaga, Gonzaga's a really good team. Yes. This year they had more games under their belt. Last year all they played were conference games. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to, you know, to judge them. But that Gonzaga team is good. But I don't think they're going to win the whole thing. But we'll talk about all that next week. Man, yeah. great stuff today, Ambrose. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks a lot, Phil, and I'll be seeing you shortly, my friend. Yes, you will. Yes, yes. We'll be neighbors very soon. All right. All right. Uh, so, so, so you're on Tennessee. Um, yep. I'm on Arkansas. We'll see how this plays out. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll have a good time watching that. But this has been great. You can find my friend Ambrose at F-D-U-W-V-U, right? Actually, it's, F, it's F-U-D-W-V-U. Oh. Yep, over there on Twitter. That's all right. I wrote it down here somewhere. Yep, oh, F- brother. Yep, F-U-D-W-V-U. I just kind of Google it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But bottom line is, you guys, follow him because he, he gives out plenty of little tidbits here, you know, solid tidbits that you're going to learn from a low-volume, very successful sports better. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We want to thank Ambrose for being here. We want to thank PlayUp for presenting the show. PlayUp is always your best bet. PlayUp.com is where you get the account and have a great time doing so. All picks made at the Phil Nason Show are tracked at BetStamp.app. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves, be good, and most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.